a why watch that first look you know what we do have two first looks and since I'm talking, you know that it's from the ref. What in the world is going on? Now, these are two major films everyone's talking about. Um, some of them for good reasons, some of them maybe not so good. But this is Bird Box. Yeah, that movie that everybody saw on Netflix. And Green Book, which just won three Golden Globes, has yeah. all of this buzz and then has yeah. some other stuff going on behind the has scenes. Has other buzz. <laughs> yeah. But before we get to Green Book, let's start it off with Bird Box. Yes, everyone, this is directed by Suzanne Beer. It is written by Eric Heiserer and it stars mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock. You know it stars Sandra Bullock as the mama. And we have Trevante mm-hmm. Rhodes, who's from Moonlight. We have John Malkovich. We have Lil Rel Howery. So I'm Lil like, Rel- are we, are we laughing? Jackie Weaver, who just scares all of us. B.D. Wong, Tom Hollander, Sarah Paulson, all kinds of people in this cast. And it is, yes, we know, now available in perpetuity on Netflix. So, <laughs> Rev, tell us, tell us all about this. Is it worth the hype? The thing about it is, if you're anywhere near social media, it's very difficult to scroll past just one social media post without seeing some sort of bird box meme that's probably true and ridiculous (laughs) but first let me tell you what happens we start off with uh sandra bullock she is these two children she is just yelling at them i mean she's just going in with these two kids just yelling you better follow me they're in the woods you better follow me you better do what i say you better make sure you are right where i'm supposed to tell you to be and don't you ever ever take these blindfolds off we're like okay well settle down what's going on here like why are you yelling at these two kids call child services well you find out because several years back you see a very different sandra bullock she's with her sister played by sarah paul and sandra is more or less she's kind of a loner a little bit she kind of just wants to continue on with her painting because she's an artist well her sister sarah is trying to get her to make this certain appointment all right let's hop in the car they've got a great relationship they're going back and forth they're having a good time and it's you know wonderful with the exception that these there is this strange phenomenon there are massive droves of people who are committing suicide what what not just a couple people but like all walks of life you can't even like completely pin down why someone would want to end their lives and they're doing it violently well, it hasn't hit the U.S. yet, so, you know, what happens over there stays over there. Let's get to this appointment. We finally see what the appointment is, and that is Sandra Bullock is about eight to nine months pregnant. Hmm. Hmm. She's having a baby. Who's the baby daddy? Hmm. We don't know. And guess what? We don't find out. After the appointment, <laughs> after the appointment, we kind of... They're walking on the way to the car and the sister's trying to talk her into going to, you know, mom's house to visit. And we see this woman beating her head against the glass, just beating her head against it. So much so that she cracks her neck and dies. What? 
What's going on here? Let's get out of here. Why did that woman, is this thing, is something here? Is something in the US that's happening overseas? They run to the car, running, running, running. People everywhere just upping themselves in weird and crazy ways. Oh my gosh, it's an apocalypse. Let's get the car, let's go. Put it into high gear. They're driving, driving. And finally she looks over at her sister and her sister sees something, something so dark, something so unmentionable, something horrible. Mm. And her eyes glass over and she hits the gas. And I'm not gonna tell you what happens right there. Oh, oh my gosh, nothing is the same. My God, get out of the car, stumble your way. For some reason, when people look up and see this unmentionable, dark, very violent thing, they can choose nothing else but to kill themselves violently. Mm. Well, now, that is a certain way to start a movie. We get to this house, and there are survivors there. John Malkovich, as you, you mentioned, he's there. Lil Rail is there. Jackie Weaver's there. Along with Trevant Rose, who plays Tom. He's the one who saves Sandra Bullock from this unmentionable situation that almost happens to her. You've got, you know, just a house full of people who are freaking out. B.D. Wong's there, freaking out what is happening. Why is it that when people see this thing that they none of them have seen, that they want to hurt themselves? Well, let's prepare. Shut the blinds. Get everybody locked in. Don't open the door. And from there, that is Bird Box. Mm. If you look at it, you will die. And how you die is it going to be by your own hands. So the trick is, in this world, to survive without sight of this thing. And it's usually outside, so it doesn't come inside. So it can be inside if you draw the blinds. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how do we get to these kids in the woods? How do we get to, you know, Sandra Bullock yelling at these kids? Well, there are certain groups of people who can look at it. And they have certain mental issues. So the question is, if somebody's knocking at the door saying, my, I, my eyes are closed, please help me. Get, help me to come in. Do you trust them or yeah. do you not? The only way is to look into their eyes to see if they've been turned by this disgusting dark figure that has been eliminating humanity, basically. That's the gist of the film. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty intense, crazy. Whoa. Performances. Sandra Bullock, give that woman a... She's probably going to get an Emmy nomination. She really commits, as Sandra does, to getting her point across. And in an interview, funny enough, she was talking to Ellen, and Ellen was like, hey, was it hard for you to yell? Because she was like, no. It wasn't hard for me to yell at them, at them kids. Shoot. We're in the middle of a crisis. These kids are going to hear it. So I was like, okay, Sandra was fully committed. <laughs> that's my that's my kind of actor. Thank you. Yeah, listen, them kid, those actor kids, I'm sure they had like they were all triplets and they just swapped out the kids because kids started crying in the middle of the shoot. <laughs> just she was really going in. <laughs> Getting her point across. 
Sandra Book does an amazing job. It's her movie, folks. But don't sleep on Sandra because we've got wonderful appearances by actors. Tom Holland, you'll never look at him the same, no pun intended. Lorel does his job. He comes in. Jackie Weaver, you don't know, you don't know why she's there until she until it's her time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. why she's there. And then you're like, oh, you hired her for that. John freaking Malkovich. If you're gonna hire a butthole, somebody to play a real douche, he really does it well. I'm sure he's a kind human being, but boy, was he a tough watch. And then, of course, to me, the heart of the movie, the real heartbeat, surprise, wonderful performance by Trevon Rose, uh, Trevante, sorry, Trevante Rose, who plays Tom and eventually the love interest. I mean, it really does add, you have to ask yourself, what is family? How do you keep your family together? How do you still make love? And I don't mean just sex, but make love with, you know, with among your family in a time of crisis. He really was the heartbeat of this. Overall, I will have to say this. Is this the best movie? No. The beginning portions of it, we're moving and shaking. By the time you get to the last, I would see, I would say last one sixth of the movie, you're like, what is happening here? Like, can we stop this ship? Literally. Uh, like, where are we going? And then when you finally get to the end, you're kind of like, okay, this, all right. We didn't quite work the ending out. But kind of who cares? Because this is really a wonderful uh, Netflix, I will say. Maybe not movies, but Netflix experience where you're thinking and questioning, should I be wearing a blindfold? Now, my final say. If you take quiet place which obviously people are playing on the whole senses apocalypse monster thing uh if you take quiet place mesh it with the book of eli Hmm. uh uh-huh you're going to get bird box and you'll know Hmm. exactly what i mean when you watch it so yeah i yeah i got that picture nice and clear with that and again everybody it's on netflix in perpetuity now what's not possibly going to be on Netflix in perpetuity. We have no idea. Is our next and final first look from the ref. It is Green Book. We talked about at the beginning of this episode how it won awards. Now look, it's directed by Peter Farrelly. Yes, Peter Farrelly. There's something about Mary him. Uh, he co-wrote Dumber, it. Dumber. <laughs> Dumber. Dumber. <laughs> and, you know, he's done some dumb things in the past and he decided to apologize for now for this. Okay. We have uh, also writing with him, Nick Vallelonga, whose uh, father this is focused on, that's Viggo Mortensen's character, and he, I'm not even gonna talk about him. Also writing, this is Brian Hayes Curry with them, and as far as I know, he has not had to apologize for a thing. We have, again, (laughs) Viggo Mortensen. Not yet. Yep, he's had to apologize for saying some stuff by mistake. We have Mahershala Ali, who doesn't need to apologize and won't, and that's fine. We know Mahershala, we love him, and he won an award for this already at the Golden Globes, and Linda Cardellini is also starring in it. It is out in theaters now. We know that. There's buzz for what's on the screen, and then there's another buzz what's off, but who cares about the off? Let's talk about the on. Go ahead, Ref. 
Let's talk about America, 1960s, New York City. We've got Tony Lip, played by Vigo Morris, uh, uh, Vigo. He mm. is a tough guy, huh? He's a tough Italian guy, and that's no exaggeration. It is kind of like that. He's a mm. tough guy. He works the clubs at the, uh, what's that club? Uh, Copacabana. He works, mm. you know, works like a bouncer there. I mean, he, but, but you only call in Tony if you want, if there's trouble. And he'll mm. take care of it very quickly. Maybe not quietly, but quickly. So we see that play out in the beginning. Well, he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call. Well, first of all, the, the Cabana, the, the Copa Cabana, it's, it's having a dry, it, it, it's on hiatus. That's where we go. It's about mm. two months. They're doing renovations. Tony's out of work. He's got a family. He's married to uh, his, his lovely wife, Dolores played uh, Linda Cardellini, as you said. They've got kids. How is he going to make ends meet? Well, he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call. He gets two calls, rather. One from the mob. Mm -mm, got some work for you to do. Or he can also work for this doctor who needs a chauffeur. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That sounds better than work for the mob. Let's go to this interview. Tony walks in and he sees there are a ton of people in the room, but he's kind of out of place because Tony, you know, is a, he's a heavy guy. He likes to eat. He's not refined. He can barely, you know, get by with sentences full of structure. So he's outside waiting for this doctor and finds out that the doctor that he's waiting for is Dr. Don Shirley. Yes, black man, black, flamboyant, bigger than life, musician. Mm. And that musician wants to tour the South. Uh-huh. Tony's white. Don is black. They want to tour the South. So a white man's going to drive a black man around? Mm, how is that going to work? Tony wants no part of it. No, get out of here. I can't do that. Well, as you saw uh, in it happened. These two very unlikely people, one being from having its roots in, in the Bronx, it, you know, all the way to Italy, and the other having its his roots in the upper echelon of New York society, shaping and shifting music, but is a black man. How do these two fare together? Well, it takes some tugging and a fighting and a warring, not in that sense, but in a sense of words, exchanging ideas. So finally, they come to some sort of understanding that they are wonderful polar opposites that really do complete one another. Well, all this is happening in the North. It's not until they take a turn driving down South. As Don goes from venue to venue playing his brilliant music, we also see that America starts to show her ugly head with some of severe racism. And the question is, will Tony be able to do his job and protect the doc from mm. violence, from himself? Oh, oh, whoa, I threw that in there. Whoa. Whoa. And also, is he able to just keep his cool to get them out of the South. Well, you'll have to watch the movie to find out. Now that all sounds serious and oh my gosh. But guess what? If you watch the Golden Globes, you know that what category this was in, didn't you? What was that? It was in musical the comedy. Musical or comedy. Yeah, musical or comedy. Hmm. So 
this is Viggo Mortensen. He's not a comedian. This is, uh, you know, Mahershala Ali. He's not a comedian. Well, you, <laughs> they're actors, aren't they? Yeah. I found myself in the theater howling. <laughs> laugh out loud moments between these two polar opposite characters. But some of the situations cliche didn't matter. I couldn't even help myself. I didn't even want to laugh, but it just came <laughs> pouring out of me. And the rest of the folks in the theater were obviously having as good of a time as I am. It just felt good. Yep, I said it. Twitter, quiet. <laughs> it felt good. It felt good. I was laughing. If you were, you know what a good companion piece this is? Hidden figures. Not comedian-wise, but hidden figures, the shininess of it. Let's shine up racism. Let's on it, no pun intended, and make it palatable for the masses. It's from an Italian man's perspective of how his father helped this guy deal with racism. So yes, yes, people are talking about the white savior uh, issue that's going on. Okay, he is in some respect teaching Don Shirley, who is extremely articulate and refined and extremely intelligent with multiple languages and under his belt. He teaches the man how to eat chicken. Is that does that sound offensive? Yes. But watching Mahershala and Vigo actually do is something else. If you hear about it, okay, that's one thing. If you see it, it's something else. These two actors are having a good time. They are, and you can hear it even in their interviews. They're just having a good time playing these characters. Uh, they're, I mean, they're committing fully. I mean, Vigo more, Vigo. I know he was nominated, but this is some of the best craziness that I've seen him do in a while. <laughs> it really was an enjoyable, it, it was not quite the caricature, but it's pushing right up against it. But why? Because it's universal. It's released during the holidays. It's gotta be palatable. And I think that was their effort of making it palatable. Is this for African-Americans? No. Is this for the masses? Yes. Yes, it is. So if you don't feel like, if you're, if you're African-American or have a heart for what's going on right now with the community, I would not advise you watching this movie ready to be offended because quite frankly, you probably will. If you're ready, I'm gonna be, I'm ready to be offended. Mm -hmm. But if you just go in and say, you know what, I just wanna watch a movie I, I, and I wanna laugh. I really, really wanna laugh and just sort of feel good then this might be the movie for you. This might be it. Now, is there controversy surrounding the movie? I mean, just about everybody attached to this movie has some sort of controversy with it, going uh. along with it. So if, if it's something that you're, you really want to take a stand and say, I will not see this because, I think that we respect that. But if you are a person who enjoys, uh, you know, just being at the movies or enjoys characters, like sort of like a, a more hilarious driving Miss Daisy and you're just don't feel like being, you know, you know, ready to right a wrong, then this may be the movie for you. I am going to admit it. I enjoyed it. Did I watch it again? Absolutely, I would. Is it the best movie? Absolutely not. The screenplay is is challenging. <laughs> it's a little challenging, but in the mouths of Mahershala, in the bodies 
of of Mahershala and Pico, it's absolutely what you would want to experience. Um, it's just whether or not you can stomach some of the ignorant, uh, well, we'll just say allegedly ig- ignorant um, uh, situations that may not sit well in 2018, 2019 America. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful review for that. And keep in mind, everybody, if you're thinking about supporting movies or not, uh, you do have to consider the political climate that it's in. We we already talked about that enough. But you also have to consider that Mahershala starring in it. You've got to consider that Octavia Spencer is an executive producer and so on and so forth. So that's a choice for all of you to make. We do want to give you that information. And we do want to reiterate that, guess what? Bird Box, you know where that is on Netflix. Green Book, you know it's in theaters now. It will be available to buy, I believe, at the end of this month. So you have your choices there. And that takes care of our first looks. Ooh, what an interesting pair there, Ref. 